This is the Adult Explore the Bible Weekly Leader Training Podcast. This podcast is designed to help teachers prepare to lead a Bible study group using LifeWay's Explore the Bible adult resources. Each week, we review the Bible passage for that week's study. We examine some questions teachers may face, and we give some teaching tips along the way. This winter, we are studying the first 19 chapters of Genesis. I'm Amber Vaden, your host, and today I'm joined by Tim Pollard. Tim is the team leader for Explore the Bible Kids. He is a frequent guest on this podcast and just always uh, a helpful voice. He brings good insight and um, is always nice to have. Tim, thank you for being here. Absolutely. I love uh, participating in this. Well, we appreciate it. Uh, Today we're looking at session 12. So we will be discussing Genesis chapter 17, verses 1 through 10 and verses 15 through 19. So I'll begin, I'll just share our outline, uh, and it just gives an overview of what's happening in the verses. After that, we will dive into some questions that group leaders, uh, questions that you may face as you're preparing to teach this Bible study, or questions that you may be asked uh, by your group members in your Bible study time. So we start, it's Genesis chapter 17, verses 1 through 8. When Abram was 99, God initiated a covenant with him and his descendants. God directed him to live blamelessly in his presence. When God promised again to multiply his descendants, Abram fell on his face. God also changed Abram's name to Abraham because he would be father to many nations, including kings. This permanent covenant included Abraham's descendants residing in Canaan. In verses 9 and 10, God called for Abraham and his descendants to keep this covenant. Circumcision of males served as a sign of obedience and membership in the covenant community. In verses 15 through 19, God continued by changing Sarai's name to Sarah because she would bear a son from which nations and kings would come. Abraham laughed at the idea, questioning God since he and Sarah were beyond childbearing ages. Abraham offered Ishmael as a fitting heir. However, God rejected the offer. He proclaimed again that Sarah would give birth to a son who was to be named Isaac and through whom the covenant would pass to Abraham's descendants. The summary statement for this whole session today, God graciously chooses to make a covenant with his people. And we have just seen that over and over and over again in these these first chapters of Genesis. So here's our first question. Tim, how can believers live in God's presence and be blameless? And that question comes from verse 1. Okay. So... To think about first, we just want to think about what does it really mean to live in God's presence? Um, Because, you know, the Bible tells us that God can't be in the presence of sin. And as sinners, you know, we can't be in God's presence. But through the sacrifice that Christ made for us, you know, that has become possible. But living in God's presence really, in context, I, I think is talking about our ability to always be cognizant and aware of God's presence around us. Um, we know that that God is omnipresent and he is everywhere at all times. And that's one of my favorite concepts to teach to small kids because it really kind of blows their mind mm-hmm. when they really think about it. What does that mean? <laughs> that means God's everywhere. When? Always. <laughs> I love that. God, I love that. God is yeah. simultaneously present in every moment of time right now. They're like, what? Yeah. I teach fourth and fifth graders, so I, I we will talk about that every once in a while. 
That's so good. So, but um, so, you know, it's just that awareness of knowing that that God is present. God is around us. God is always with us. God is always watching. God is always caring for us. Um, but what does it mean to be blameless? Uh, because blamelessness isn't necessarily being without sin, uh, because by nature we are all sinners. So we, we do have sin. And because of that, because we've all sinned, um, and if we're in tune and connected with that awareness of being with God and knowing that he's around there, you know, that will affect the, the way that we relate to him. Um, so when we become aware of the sin that we've committed, it's just that opportunity for us to ask for that forgiveness um, from God and to be able to rebuild that damaged relationship that we have because of our sin. Yeah. I think that's a helpful uh, a helpful way to understand blamelessness because a first reading you might go oh how how do how can we actually be blameless because we are going to sin but so your explanation there I think is really a helpful one um, the closer we are walking with the Lord the quicker we are to seek forgiveness when we know that we have sinned uh, and so that's that's helpful that's helpful. What is the significance when God changes someone's name in Scripture? We see this in verse 5. In Bible times, names were super important. Um, and I think it's very indicative. It, as you read through Scripture, I think it's mm-hmm. fun to catch on the fact that a lot of these people, you know, God God gave them their names. God said, you're, you're going to have this kid. You need to name him whatever. So, yeah. um, but that's why those were important. Those names are important because God wanted people to know based on their names, maybe, you know, who they are, what qualities are they going to have? Uh, what is their life direction look like? And I think that's why it's important when God changed Abram's name to Abraham, because Abram, you know, means, um, exalted father. And, mm-hmm. you know, the irony of that probably wasn't lost on Abraham because <laughs> he'd moved to a land when he was 75 years old and mm-hmm. still had no children. So, you know, he, he may have been thinking all along the way, wow, you know, great name for Abraham or Abram there. Um, but when God changed his name to Abraham, which means the father of many, mm-hmm. that was significant. You know, it's just adding a few letters here in that name, but it was significant in the way that it changed. And part of that mm-hmm. name change was to reflect part of what Abraham's destiny was going to be. You know, God gave him that promise. You are going to be the father of many. And by giving him that new name, something that he could go by, you know, I think that that made an impact, not just for us, but for Abraham himself. Mm-hmm. You know, so many times as we've as we've journeyed through these chapters in Genesis, uh, God He reaffirms that initial promise over and over and over, and He's just gracious and kind that way. Uh, but I thought when when we were, I was thinking and preparing for this, I thought, oh, it's it's another reminder. He that that was not uh, a promise that God gave lightly, the covenant, and so He's like, nope, uh, that that still stands, even though years have passed uh, and it required waiting and trusting. He, he still would do what he said he would do. 
And so that's just one more, one more example of that. Uh, okay, so here's one more question. How does God's covenant with Abraham impact Christians today? I think this is a great question, and I only say that because um, I taught this in Sunday school this past oh. Sunday with my kids. So, <laughs> you know, we, we talk about... You were well prepared. Exactly. There you go. So we talk about the promise that God gave to Abraham, because the promise that God gave was, you know, you're going to have more descendants than there are stars in the sky or sand on the seashore. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that's another fun activity for kids to think about, you know, look up into the sky and how many stars can you see? But, you know, there's a lot more that you can't see. And so, you know, it's it's important for them to kind of think through that. So then you press them and you just ask them, you know, how how did God's promise come true? So, you know, how many descendants of Abraham are there? Uh, physical descendants, you know, it might be different than spiritual descendants because what we are a benefit of the promise that continued through Jesus Christ. So once Jesus um, yes. offered himself as that sacrifice for sin and the apostles took that message and shared it with the world, you know, we're benefiting from the promise made to Abraham. We are spiritual seeds of that promise uh, to Abraham. And I think mm -hmm. that's crazy exciting if you, if you think about it. <laughs> mm -hmm. It is, it is. And I, I'm just going to read the verse nine, because this comes from verse nine, chapter 17, verse nine. Uh, God also said to Abraham, as for you, you and your offspring after you throughout their generations are to keep my covenant. Mm -hmm. uh, so the covenant was, was meant for all his descendants. And so you did a good job of kind of unpacking that a little. And uh, through Christ, we are spiritual descendants. Uh, so that's helpful. We have seen a lot of covenants. Um, well, we have seen several covenants. Let me say that. We've seen several covenants up to this point in Genesis. Uh, what is similar? What what are some of those and what it, what are the similarities and differences that you see? So, well, you have the covenant that God made with Abraham. Um, Abraham, that's who we're talking about. And um, there's also the <laughs> the covenant with Noah, um, which we've also covered, um, you know, recently in this quarter as well. And then the covenant that God made with Abraham, uh, with Adam, sorry. Um, the covenant that God had made with Adam as well. And so, you know, a covenant basically is an agreement. It's an agreement between two parties, uh, if you will. Uh, some covenants have stipulations in them, some don't. Uh, the covenant with Abraham is one of those that, that God made, uh, and it wasn't made with anybody else. It was it was God's covenant. God said, this is what I'm going to do, and I'm going to do it. Um, yeah. and he's the one that, that is required and faithful to, to fulfill that covenant, and he did exactly what he said he's going to do. Um, so, you know, those covenants are are similar in that fact. You know, God made those covenants. God proposed those covenants. God created those covenants yeah. with those people. Yeah. It's, um, it's helpful. It's helpful to look at those partly because there so many have been discussed and talked about in these first, uh, well, I guess we're in chapter 17 now and we're, we're headed all the way through 19 by the time this quarter wraps up. So we've seen several. And so it's helpful to see that, but one thing is just so very clear is that God 
God desires to have an ongoing relationship with his people. And we see that over and over uh, through these covenants that he makes, these promises. Absolutely. Each week on the podcast, we like to highlight something that's available for the group leader, either in the leader pack or the leader guide that might be especially helpful. Uh, This week in the leader guide, uh, or if you happen to use the daily discipleship guide or quick source leader guide, it's in all three of those. uh, There is a QR code that you can, that leaders can click on. It will take them to some bonus content. It will show Abraham's family tree. And so it shows, I mean, we're just at the beginning of all of this unfolding. And and so it is a clear picture of the Lord keeping this promise to make him a father of many nations. But you'll be able to see uh, it is a, a graph, um, a picture, a graph of Abraham's family tree. So it's really interesting and helpful in this discussion specifically. Thank you for listening today. Let me encourage you to take a look at the blog posts found at GoExploreTheBible.com. These posts will help you better understand Explore the Bible resources and the ideas behind these resources. Occasionally, we also just give helpful uh, practical tips for leading a group and keeping your group engaged and growing as a small group or as a Bible study group at your church. And that is found at GoExploreTheBible.com forward slash blog. Tim, thank you for being here. Absolutely. We appreciate it. Next week, we will discuss Genesis 19, verses 12 through 26 with Mike Livingston. Mike is an editor on our Explore the Bible team and a frequent guest. We hope you'll join us.